From the great state of Ohio, Buckeye Firearms Association presents Keep and Bear Radio, fighting for Second Amendment rights, calling out media lies, and telling the gun grabbers to come and take it. Now, Keep and Bear Radio. In a recent podcast, I talked to Rob Sexton, Buckeye Firearms Association Legislative Affairs Director, about recently introduced legislation to limit government power over firearms during an emergency. At around the same time we recorded that podcast, BFA participated in a news conference where the sponsors of that legislation spoke to the press and explained the reasoning behind it. I recorded that news conference and thought podcast listeners may like to hear it. I'm Dean Reek, Executive Director of Buckeye Firearms Association, and in this special edition of Keep and Bear Radio, I'm going to basically shut my yap and just let you listen. What you'll hear is Ohio State Representative Scott Wiggum and State Senator Tim Schaefer speaking at the Ohio State House on Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. Joining them, our own Rob Sexton, plus representatives from our partners with the NRA and National Shooting Sports Foundation. The bills they're discussing are House Bill 325 and Senate Bill 185. This news conference is a little over 18 minutes, including questions from the press. So, here it is. Good morning. Uh, My name is Scott Wiggum, state representative from Ohio's 1st District. That uh, is the entirety of Wayne County. Uh, And I'd like to begin today just by introducing the folks that are here up at the platform with us. Of course, is um, uh, Senator Schaefer right next to me, who has introduced this bill uh, in the Senate. But also we have joining us our representatives from three organizations that work to protect Ohioans and and all Americans, actually, uh, uh, keep their God-given right to keep and bear firearms. So with us today, we have Rob Sexton right here. Um, with the Buckeye Firearm Association. We have uh, John Weber to his left um, with the National Rifle Association. And to my right is uh, Chris Lee representing the National Shooting Sports Foundation, which uh, represents the firearm uh, industry and ammunition industry uh, all over America uh, and Ohio. So we have been working with these three groups uh, for nearly a year now to prepare uh, legislation to address the glaring lack of protection protection of gun owners that exists uh, during a time of declared emergency. The COVID crisis has revealed that local, state, and federal governments okay, have sweeping restrictive uh, powers during a declared emergency. We've seen that. And of course, while Ohio was fortunate to have a governor and a legislature that did not use these powers to infringe on Second Amendment rights, it is critical to our future to define the limits of government's power to prevent abuses that occurred uh, in other states that could easily happen here uh, in the state of Ohio as well. This is an issue that we need to be out in front of, and later you'll hear from our partners about what happened in some of these, uh, their experiences in some of these other states. I'll leave it with this. Uh, We have, uh, over 100 years, we've seen um, the the growth of the executive state and these declared uh, powers uh, grow, and we've seen how that works through many states in this last 
year of the COVID pandemic. Um, and so that's why we feel that this bill is so important to make sure that we're defining uh, these powers uh, for our future. But uh, I'll have uh, Senator Schaefer uh, come and speak a little bit. Thank you very much, uh, Representative Wiggum, and what an honor it is to join you uh, on the sponsoring this legislation in the Senate. Uh, I'm State Senator Tim Schaefer, uh, the 20th uh, Senate District, which is basically uh, several counties east and south of the state capitol. Um, we're a very hardworking people with a great work ethic and uh, strong patriotic values who love this country very, very much. And it's truly an honor to represent them in the Ohio Senate. This legislation uh, that we're describing here today builds upon uh, the great work of former Senate President Larry Obhoff, who was the main sponsor of a similar bill last session. And today's legislation will protect the rights of Ohioans to purchase, possess, carry, transport, train, and use firearms in conjunction with exercising their natural right to protect themselves and recreate as well as feed their families. And this bill defines these rights as essential and life-sustaining. And it prevents both state and local government entities from infringing on these constitutional and natural rights under any declaration of emergency. It covers firearms co uh, commerce, concealed carry licensing processing, firearms training, uh, access to firearms ranges, and hunting and fishing related businesses as well. Um, I'd like to invite Rob Sexton with the Buckeye Firearms Association to discuss the history of this legislation. Rob? Thank you, Senator. Buckeye Firearms Association greatly appreciates both Senator Schaefer and Representative Wiggum leading the charge on this important legislation. Because these bills are being introduced in the aftermath of the COVID crisis, I think there might be a tendency for people to see it through that lens. But the impetus for this legislation actually began many years ago, back in 2005, in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, when authorities began to confiscate firearms in the aftermath of the storm. This overstep of authority triggered the Louisiana legislature to enact restrictions on emergency powers. And the idea that, it, that executive government, local or state, could take action like this was something that sent a shockwave through their state and across the country. Since then, this concept has spread across the country. Currently, 24 states have bills that or have laws that restrict the powers of both state and local governments with regard to firearms. It's time for Ohio to provide this level of protection as well. We have a legislature right now that could get this done, and we should not wait for a time when anti-gun politicians control this state to ask for protections for our Second Amendment rights. Now is the time to move on it, and we're very happy to be here with our partners and also with these two legislators to, to lead the charge to get something done in Ohio that's been badly needed for some time. Next, we'll hear from Chris Lee with National Shooting Sports Foundation. Thank you, Rob. Well, the impetus for this type of law dates back to Hurricane Katrina in 2005. This past year has brought a new focus on the need for restricting the ability of government officials to unfairly restrict access to firearms under the guise of an emergency. As the Trade Association for the Firearm Industry, the National Shooting Sports Foundation, worked this past year to help the industry navigate emergency orders across the country. The vast majority of the states protected firearm commerce and citizens', and citizens rights to purchase, transport, and possess firearms, recognizing that we do not surrender our Second Amendment rights during an emergency. 
But officials in seven states use the pandemic as a way to infringe on Second Amendment rights. Most of the seven states have a history of overreaching gun control, but one state stands out, and that's Ohio's neighbor to the north, Michigan. Governor Gretchen Whitmer restricted the ability of people to buy firearms as part of her COVID response. And later, over the summer, she was quoted as saying that she would happily do it again. When a state like Michigan, with a long history of support for firearm ownership, has, sh has shifted to allow unprecedented restrictions on the Second Amendment, it really drives home the point that this legislation is badly needed in Ohio, and obviously in Michigan as well. Next, I'd like to invite John Weber with the National Rifle Association to speak. Thanks, Russ. In the last year, Americans have experienced politicians trying to shut down firearm stores, criminals being set free from prison, and police departments defunded across the nation. This all happened in the midst of a pandemic, a lockdown, and widespread rioting. People felt vulnerable. Many realized that their safety was ultimately in their own hands, and they reacted by going out and purchasing firearms. Later in the year, an anti-gun president was elected, and gun owners instinctively knew their rights were soon to be restricted. This past year has reminded gun owners that the Second Amendment is their best means to keeping themselves and their loved ones safe. They have also been reminded that there are very powerful individuals and bodies that would like to abolish that right. And now, more than ever, they must fight to protect it. Politicians should not ever have the right to take away an individual's best means for self-defense, especially during difficult times. That's why the NRA works so hard to make this essential bill a reality. Representative Wiggum. So in the Ohio House, we expect this bill to have a bill number uh, assigned to it later on today. Uh, but there is strong agreement in the House uh, about the need for this bill. Uh, currently, we have 47 members who are co-sponsors and myself as a sponsor in the Ohio House. Uh, they've already start started or they've already, excuse me, signed on and we haven't even begun yet. So it is my hope to see this bill be heard, considered, and voted um, on expeditiously. Uh, and as a strong Second Amendment supporter, uh, this is one of the most important actions that I think that we as a General Assembly can take. Now, my colleagues in the Senate uh, feel equally strong about the Senate version and making sure that we get these bills done. Uh, Senate Bill 185 has been introduced and we have 12, uh, 12 names on it, including my own as a sponsor. And uh, like Representative Wiggum, Wiggum, I hope that this bill is prioritized in the Senate uh, too. We've crafted the strongest bill of this type in this nation. Um, and this is something uh, like you heard earlier that we've worked on for over a year. It protects the right to buy, possess, train, and hunt with firearms. And it protects access to conceal weapon, concealed weapons licensing to make sure that uh, is not inhibited. Ohioans need to know that their rights are protected under the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution in Article One, Section 4 of the Ohio Constitution, especially in the worst of times. And this bill provides that assurance. So thank you all for being here for this announcement, and uh, we'd be glad to take any questions uh, you may have. Uh, yes, sir. You mentioned before that uh, this bill was passed uh, last session. I think you came out of the Senate, right? Came out of the Senate, yes. Uh, came out of the Senate, and uh, we just ran out of time to get it through the whole process, through the House and back to the Senate. Uh, we will be talking to the governor about that and working with him. Um, I think he's uh, his office is aware of the legislation coming forward, and uh, we'll make sure that we are partners in this. Uh, 
Why is this addition level, additional level of state law needed? And in Well, I can tell you from my perspective, uh, we're, we're not adding any new gun laws, uh, no, nothing like that. We're simply protecting the rights that we know in our constitutions. And we've seen in other states, as you've heard, uh, some other states have had problems with that. They have uh, abridged their residents' rights. I would like to add, um, uh, not only have we seen this, uh, other states experience this issue, uh, but Ohio Revised Code right now actually specifically allows local entities to do it under certain circumstances. So we're actually removing some of those parts of the, of the, uh, of the, of the code. So I think that's important too. What are those circumstances? Um, under the circumstances that they can, they can cordon off, like local entities, uh, any jurisdiction can cordon off a certain area under certain um, uh, uh, requirements or certain special occasions and just simply take anyone's gun in that local area currently in the state of Ohio. I don't know about that. We're addressing this bill here today, um, and uh, it really uh, is uh, not relevant to any other proposal. It's just making sure that in times of emergency, emergency declarations, Ohioans have their constitutional rights. Are you worried about the timing of this when we've had two mass shootings in Ohio in three days? Central Ohio, three mass shootings actually in Ohio in the last three days. You worried about the timing of this right now? Uh, timing, uh, you know, uh, what we're doing is we are reaffirming and protecting the Ohio Constitution and the U.S. Constitution, and uh, there's never a bad time for that. However, these shootings, the things that are going on, um, it's tr they're tragedy. They're tragic. Uh, we pray that uh, they would stop, and we want to make sure that Ohioans are properly protected particularly if there is a state of emergency declared, which is what this bill will do. Um, totally unrelated to any things that are lo happening locally, um, absolutely unrelated, but uh, you know, we, you, know you, you try and uh, pick a time out of 365 days a year, and uh, we, we do hope and pray these tragedies stop. But this bill is totally unrelated. Uh, this bill simply protects Ohioans rights if there's an emergency declaration. And I would add, um, I would add to that, uh, besides the fact that I would believe that this is unrelated to this bill, um, I would also add that the, the answer should never be disarm good citizens. Okay, in these circumstances, it should never be make uh, good citizens that are trying to follow the law uh, uh, special victims because the individuals that are committing these crimes with these guns are not going to follow this law. They weren't doing it when they committed these crimes. So the answer never is, is disarm your population. Um, so I would, I would, I would uh, leave with that. You mentioned this hasn't been a problem in Ohio or hasn't come up as much as in other states. Why do you think it hasn't been an issue here in Ohio? <clears throat> uh, <laughs> probably because of the political climate, as I guess, and Ohio has a stronger reputation than Michigan, uh, perhaps, than in the loving and respecting the Second Amendment of the Constitution and the entire Constitution. I don't know about party labels. I don't think party labels are really relevant in this case. Um, <clears throat> it's a matter of philosophy. It's a matter of, um, you know, uh, do you want your citizens to be protected by the U.S. and Ohio Constitution or not? And that's all this bill does is it reaffirms those protections. Next, we have uh, Spencer Hickey from Hampton's.
Sorry, Representative Wiggum, what you were saying at the beginning wasn't picked up just for the sake of redundancy. Could you repeat that? The, the, uh, is that the uh, the beginning of uh, okay yeah I can probably just sure I can I can repeat that besides uh, introducing the individuals here I don't know if that was that was picked up I, I started off with the introduction of some of the individuals of course I'll just say uh, we've got John Weber to my left uh, with the NRA uh, and we've got Chris Lee with the National uh, Shooting Sports Foundation and of course uh, Rob Sexton with Buckeye Firearms here. Um, I went in to uh, talk about uh, the, probably the pertinent thing that you're looking for is that uh, you know we've been working on this bill for a little over a year now to prepare um, this legislation um, because we think there's a, a glaring lack of protection uh, currently right now in the Ohio Revised Code when it is in regards to a declared emergency by, the, by a, uh, a, a governor or even a local jurisdiction. So uh, the, the COVID crisis, of course, has revealed uh, to us, I think, the, that local, state, and federal governments have these sweep, uh, sweeping restrictive uh, powers during that declared emergency. That's the point that uh, I was making at the very beginning of this um, press conference. You know, Ohio, I also said, and, and we've talked about that briefly, you know, we were fortunate we had a governor and a legislature that would not um, utilize these powers uh, to infringe the, uh, our citizens' Second Amendment rights but we do believe that this is critical for the future, regardless of uh, party designations or anything else. This is critical for the future to make sure that we're defining uh, where uh, a declaration and the powers that a governor uh, or a legislature would have in the future. So basically making sure that um, Second Amendment rights would not be infringed during times of uh, declared emergencies. Um, we think that we need to be out in front of this issue, is what I said earlier. We need to be uh, in front of it instead of behind it. And, um, and then we uh, went on to talk about the other issues from each of these partners. So I hope that briefly uh, talks about uh, what, what, uh, what you may not have picked up on. Thanks. I was curious about this. There was uh, some concern near the beginning of the pandemic when firearms retailers were included in businesses that were Close. Is that something that your bill affects or includes anything else? You go ahead. Uh, it would, uh, during times of emergency, declared emergency, it would prohibit, this bill would prohibit um, government closure of uh, those stores, uh, government closure or prohibition of accessing uh, whatever uh, weapons or you, you might want to use to defend your family with. Um, and defend your homestead. So, uh, I, does that answer your question? Scott, I don't know if you want to add to that. And as a follow to that, I think this is probably a question for Chris, and she brought up Michigan. Um, is that what happened in Michigan? Was it a case where the gun shops were just included with every other business when it was, there was a shutdown? Yeah, that's, that's correct. In, in most states, um, including Illinois, every other state in the Midwest, um, firearm retailers were either kept open by laws like this or they were kept open by de being deemed essential in the initial stay-at-home orders. That didn't happen in Michigan. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you all very much. Thank you for joining us this morning. And I uh, look forward to uh, watching these bills move during, through the legislative process. And I want to thank our House sponsor, Representative Scott Wiggum, 
And with that, we are concluded today. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Keep and Bear Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, I urge you to subscribe. And please subscribe to the Buckeye Firearms Association newsletter at BuckeyeFirearms.org. If you'd like to become a member and support the work of BFA, go to JoinBFA.org. Use the discount code PODCAST to get $10 off your membership. That's JoinBFA.org. We'll see you next time on Keep and Bear Radio.